Hello and welcome to Six Figure Souls, doing good and making money. This is a very special season seven, highlighting my co-authors of our new collaborative book project, The Ultimate Guide to Becoming a Successful Soul Professional, 22 Powerful Strategies for the Soul-Aligned Entrepreneur. I am your host, Camille Miller, lead author for the book and pioneer of the soul professional movement. Today, we are interviewing one of our co-authors, India Clark. She is a trauma-informed resilience and mindset coach coach, anxiety, and trauma therapist. Thank you, India, for being with us today. Yes, thank you, Ms. Camille, for having me. You are so welcome. Um, so I want to just start off talking a little bit about who you are so our listeners can get an idea, and then we'll talk a little bit about building your business and your chapter and all of that. Um, so start us off with a little bit about who you are, your background, and... Okay. Um, if you were something before what you do now, let us in on that little secret. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So India Clark, everyone. Um, and so my background has been in mental health and then also like community resource. So I worked a lot. Um, my past ex hat was a career coach. Um, and so I've always just been driven, Camille, of like helping people get back on their feet, like whatever that meant. And then mm -hmm. also like helping them to be successful and whatever that meant for them. Um, so I worked a lot, um, before being a therapist and a coach, um, as like doing case management work. So for individuals and for families, and I always loved it, being able to walk alongside, alongside someone's journey. Um, and I really felt like that was such an intimate place that somebody allowed you to be in their space enough to know, like, these are my barriers. This is what I'm needing. All right, where do we go? And so just that partnership part of it. And um, a lot of that passion came from when I was younger, um, my family, we had experienced homelessness and watching my parents really kind of grow through that. They weren't really um, phased. And of course, I know that's like a child's like view of it, of like everything yeah. was perfect and it wasn't, but they just really Camille, had like that mindset of like, we can get through this and how do we help the next person to be able to get through their situation? And so um between community resource centers and then also working in uh, with the homeless population, that has kind of helped me really just want to dive deep with people. And so along that time, I started to um, figure out like mental health and the wellness, like how do we carry that journey? What's the mindset? What are the tools that we use to cope? So if you had asked me years ago, I would have never thought I would have been a therapist at all or a coach, but here I am now. Um, so my last official job though, uh, before the pandemic especially, was the Colorado Coalition for the Homeless. So that was where I got a lot of my therapy, um, basically um, training. Um, and really my passion um, grew from that. And so I was able to kind of make my jump and say like, all right, how can I do this on my own? And, you know, really serve who I want to serve in those same kind of atmospheres. Yeah. And how, how long have you been on your own now? On my own now since December, well, officially, um, or January of 2020, but okay. I started this before, um, around like 2018, um, like kind of as okay. a side hustle. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, so my first question, and this is more for our listeners, what is the difference between coaching and yeah. therapy? Uh, oh, really good question. So yeah. I would say 
coaching, um, you're, you're definitely not getting like that diagnosis. So when you go to um, a therapist, they're kind of, they're going to look at your functioning, look at your medical history, look at a snapshot of like how you've been coping, what symptoms you're using, and they're going to give you a diagnosis that's kind of based out of that DSM manual that everyone uses um, medically. So in coaching, you're not going to get that. Um, and it's not going to be focused on your past. It's going to be focused on where you are currently and how do we help you craft your path forward. So when I'm my coaching hat, I really love that because I can um, help people to craft like, all right, this is where I am. And it's not saying that the past didn't matter, but it's really just helping you get that action and momentum. Whereas mental health and the therapy side, it's going to be a little bit more focused on the past and coping skills and really how do you kind of make peace with that and how do you mm -hmm. um, manage some of your symptoms mental health wise understood so does coaching yeah. also involve inner work like yes. self yeah i would think you'd have to Absolutely. still you might not have to talk about it Absolutely. but you have to see it like kind of like a mirror yes and I would say, I'm glad you even said that, because I feel like that's a lot of more style as I've yeah. gotten to know like more coaches um, in the industry. I always say my model is more of like a therapeutic coaching model where um, when we kind of we're going along and we're planning something for, you know, little Betty Boop, sometimes something comes up from the past. And so we're able to see like, OK, how did that past event maybe just impact your mindset for where you think you can go? Um, and so not ignoring it, but really helping you to see like, okay, who, who am I? How did that impact my journey? How I see myself, like those spiritual components. So I would definitely say coaching brings in that, that deep inner work. And do you work with a certain subset of people? Yes. Yeah, so that was my excitement of going off on my own. So before I kind of in public health, um, I had to kind of serve a little bit of everybody. Mm. But my passion just since um, being on my own has been career women, specifically career women in some kind of leadership or a business role, and then career moms as well. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Do you I, um, for me, that immediately brings up people who don't feel worthy, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes they didn't have role models. Right. As exactly. women, um, I know myself, my mom didn't work, so I didn't have a mm -hmm. lot of role models of women mm -hmm. that were in leadership or could do it or didn't have to do everything. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, it, and it was a little thin. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah. do, you, do you work alone? I do. So currently it's just me and my business. Um, it's called Resilient Wings. And I came up with that name just because I always wanted people to figure out, like, how do we help you bounce back? Um, and be proud of that. And the wings of like, we can keep flying, we can keep soaring. So just me, but I've um, been contemplating on the idea of adding more coaches over time. I love that idea. I love the way that that's part of scaling, right? So yeah. let's talk a little bit about your business and then we'll jump into the book and the chapter sure. that you wrote. Um, as you scale, this book is obviously about success, right? Not just starting the business, but actually getting successful. So I want to talk a little bit about um, your journey from the day you started. And it sounds like you started in the pandemic. Yes. And to where you are today, three years later. Um, it had to be very difficult during those, pen like, especially it sounds like you launched in 2020, right before the pandemic. Yeah. And then we were in a worldwide pandemic. So I'm sure you went completely virtual completely virtual right away too. Yeah. Like I, I, when I, cause I was doing it as a side hustle kind of before yeah. that. And so mm -hmm. I rented an office for a little bit Okay. and it was only like literally a couple weeks. And then they were like, boom, shut down. And I was like, Oh my God, now I've got to change the whole model. So basically I would say like 98% of me functioning has been virtual. 
Yeah. And did you find that hard or do you find it looking back more like a gift the universe gave you? Both. You know, or both. Honestly, <laughs> and where I was, I felt like the pandemic was a blessing because I had um, I had a big blended family at the time and then kids were starting to be at home for school. So it helped me to be able to kind of wear both hats. OK, um, but I will say I was also learning all of the business um, kind of inner workings and op how do you operate and online marketing, all of that at once. So it was kind of like learning how to ride a bike at the same time. So I would say I would say both, like you said. For sure. Yeah. Can you share a moment where you felt like you didn't have it all together? Because I think as entrepreneurs and our, our listeners are usually so aligned entrepreneurs that there are moments, I yeah. still have them, um, yeah, that I'm like, oh, crap, I do not have my shit together. Like, <laughs> For me, I take a step back, but can you share a time um, when that may have happened to you? And then and what really was the driver for you to pull yourself out of that? Oh my gosh. And I have to second, I have many of those moments even still, because like you said, as you're scaling things, Part of it. things change, you mm -hmm. know? And so that's, I've learned to tell myself like, that's normal. It doesn't mean it's a reflection of me not knowing anything, but I'm just growing. But I, I'll say the most prominent time that I remember was um, be so when I, when the pandemic was really getting underway, when it was like becoming more of a thing in the news, I, um, was having my twins. And so I was still pregnant. So I had already been like planning of like, yeah, I've, I'm, I've already have like my business going as like on the side. Um, and I was like, oh, it should be easy. Cause I do this for therapy. Like I do in-home therapy all the time. So I really thought it was going to be super seamless because I had this plan of like, I got a rented office that I can go toward. Once everything started changing, it felt like it was just stripping the choices that I had, at least the the plan that I had had. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. I was, um, then I also was, I found out from my employer that I wasn't going to have as much, um, the leave, like the paid leave that you would have normally. So I was like, shoot, I'm not going to be able to be at home and just kind of kicked up with two newborns because I was pregnant with my twins. So I ended up having to work full time. Um, it was my choice though, so that I could have like some funds, um, full time, um, in my business for two out of the three months that I was actually on maternity leave. And so Ooh. I was like, yeah, that should be easy, easy. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that would be easy. But I remember having this moment where they were home and it was the first month that I was going to start doing my business full time because I hadn't done it full time. Mm -hmm. And I remember trying to manage just my schedule because it was different. I was going from that employer mindset to like, India, you're running this. This is your show. And so just different things of like when emails are coming in for, you know, therapy requests, you know, who's answering them? That's me. Or, you know, getting back to them on time. It really helped me to see like, oh my God, there's like a whole world of like service delivery and like the operations keeping things going. And that was like on top of like <laughs> me as a person. Yeah. So I remember just that being like, wow, like, I almost, I, I was like, should I have done this? Like, should I be doing this at all? Or should I even just not think about doing this as a full-time gig? So that was, that was probably my most prominent moment. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm so glad you shared that because operations and strategy is yeah. how you next level. How you next right? level. It's, it's the little thing I'm still learning. And, yeah. you know, I, I learn from, you know, other CEOs that have done it and just be like, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> Yes. Like it was just like this week I started working on terms and conditions of in my business. I was like, Ooh, there's something I should have had. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> because yeah. sometimes you grow so fast and exactly. you have to go back and kind of clean up your mess yep. because you didn't really have a strategy. You were just kind of going forward. And I feel exactly. as founders, we just don't have the capacity for all of these hats. We're not good at everything. Yeah. We're not supposed Absolutely. to be, right? Absolutely. But when we find a business and we start something, we have to do all those little buckets, all those little yeah. tasks. Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing is starting to give give away or pare down, this is what I need to do and that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Somebody, I was like, I didn't get my, my business owner 101 book. <laughs> but like you said, sometimes you just go back and you put yeah. the foundations back and you learn, you're always learning these lessons. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So I wanna move over to the book. Okay. And um, I know we got into, I don't know if we were introduced, but I know that we were talking on LinkedIn. I don't know yeah. if I reached out to mm-hmm. you or that's how we found each other on LinkedIn. Um, and um, you agreed to do the book and I know this was your first time writing. So first I wanna ask, why did you decide now was the time to share your story and start writing about success in your own life? I remember being super stoked when I when we had connected because for a while I had been um, just encouraged, like, why don't you write a book? Like, And I was just like, well, what am I going to write about or how do I start kind of thing? So it's always been something that was like on the dream board, but I was like, I don't know if I really could do it. So when you, when we had gotten connected, I was so excited because I was like, this is my opportunity to kind of dip my toe in of like sharing my voice and writing and in college and all those things. I've always loved writing. So I was like, why not give it a try? Um, yeah. And being able to, I think um, so many of my clients are like these, like when we go over tools, they're like, this would be great to know, like if there was like a module or an online class. So I had just been chewing on for so long what's going to be my next step and being able to share my knowledge and share my story in a way that could help the next person. So I think that I decided to really do this because I felt like it would stretch me. And it was also that opportunity to do something that I had chewed on for so long and just didn't know where to start. Yeah. And um, I have not read India's chapter yet. I don't read them till after these interviews. Um, After you wrote it, Mm -hmm. do you feel that it changed you in a way to get that all out? It gives me goosebumps every time if you if you could see it. I wish you could. Because this, like, I, I remember when we first chatted, like, officially, you were saying, like, like there is a transformation that happens. And I was like, oh, okay, it is a literal transformation that happens. And I think, for me, I love to go back and reflect on that because, one, there's the thought of, like, what part of my journey I'm going to talk about. And then there's this kind of like, oh my God, I'm being seen in this other way. Like I was sharing parts of my journey that I had actually only like kind of family members had experienced. And so there were parts where I was like, maybe I should write that kind of thing or no, maybe it's time. So I feel like for me, I'm super changed by it because I felt like it helped me as a person. It was a level of inner work for me of like embodying a part of my journey that I hadn't given life to yet. And so I am going to forever be grateful for, you know, this journey um, and just as the writing piece, not even just the getting the story together, but really like seeing your thoughts on paper and being able to talk like the, um, the like your inner thoughts, seeing like saying that out loud and being able to put that down. So I really love this process. I definitely think it changed me. Do you think you will write your own book? I, yes. That is <laughs> So I'm going to be in your DMs, Camille, asking, how do I do this? But I definitely want to write my own now. I, I want to keep up the 
practice too, though, of like journaling and just getting thoughts out and maybe even like doing like to journal prompts too. Oh, that's a, that's a really good one. Yeah. I, I always felt I have a full book inside of me, but yeah. doing it this way, feels like the baby steps of putting things out there. And I'm a collaborator. Like I love the collaboration piece. So to do yeah. solo projects to me is yeah. kind of odd. Like it's just not mm. how I do things. Okay. So there will be, um, the pr plan was always that there'll be three of these books in the series, the ultimate guides. There'll be okay. three ultimate guides. Okay. Um, and then after that, I may do my own book. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. But but I, I'm like you that I felt it every time I wrote. And even in this, yeah. this new book, the second book that's coming the out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I sat for a while, like, and even this is my imposter syndrome with people that follow me here know that I deal with this all the time. But I sat there and went, am I really good enough to talk about success? Am I success? Like questioning my own. Right. And then, uh, so I delayed two weeks before I even could get paper because I was like, what am I going to write about? I don't know. The first book was very easy because it was just my story. Okay. But the second one was taking it from that point, like right. getting a success. So that to me was yeah. harder to say, mm -hmm. okay, I'm a success. But I actually wrote about all of my mistakes that I learned right. along the way. But I learned, I, I do think it's um, lessons. Right. Absolutely. And hopefully by sharing our stories, everyone's stories, 22 authors that have stories, someone else can learn from them and not make that same mistake. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Because I, I, I think the roadmap is so hard for entrepreneurs, because like you said, um, you go into business because you're passionate about something. You yeah. you you want to help others. You 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 know what you want to do. You have that vision for yourself, but you don't really have. You don't even know what it takes to run a business like you it exactly. it seems so easy i went to business school and being on your own as an entrepreneur is way different than what they teach you so there's still things that i'm learning um Absolutely. you know and i and i've had this company eight years i've had other companies um but as they grow and scale it becomes a little bit you know more yeah. They so what, what do they say? Uh, new level, new devil. Right? Yes. And then every business is different. So I imagine yeah. the multiple businesses you've had too, there's just nuances. Yeah. Absolutely. Nuances and things that you know. But I think as an entrepreneur, um, there's just new things. I, I'm a big believer though, is you just leap. Just leap. Right? Just leap. Yeah. That's yeah, it's all about calculated risk. Just leap, yeah. leaping yourself, the confidence. Right. And I think that's why it's important to share stories about things that didn't work as well. Mm -hmm. Because as an entrepreneur, there are like high, high highs and low, low yes. lows. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. India, what's the name of your chapter? The name of my chapter is Leveraging Life's Detours, um, How to Reclaim Your Power and Set a Success, a Course for Success. I love it. I love it. And if someone wanted to start a coaching or therapy business and they're listening to you today, what is some advice you'd like to leave to them? Oh my gosh. I definitely, um, one is that you can do it. Um, and I feel like in the beginning we, we do, we have the doubt of like, am I excited about this? Is it going to work? Like there's so many questions that run through your mind. And so I would say also number two is don't let those questions feel like signs to not do it. 
because when there's something that's really mm. important to you and that you're excited about, like it's new, like we've talked about, you're, you're learning these new things. And so with that newness comes some learning curves and that's normal, but so is that nervousness. And so just really not letting that nervousness consume you and try to bring it with you because, you know, um, I think for me, I felt like I always pressured myself to have everything known right now. Like I had to know exactly what the business was going to yeah. look like in two years, three years. And so just allow it to evolve. Like as you have that passion and you've got the idea and the nervousness, let it just right now be like, what is your first month going to look like? Maybe the first month is just registering your business. Then the second month is, you know, getting a Instagram page, like letting it evolve over time. And it doesn't have to look like what today is going to look like in 12 months. And so just giving yourself that chance and seeing where the road takes you. Yeah, that's amazing advice. Yeah. Uh, baby steps, slow, slow wins the race. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just have yeah. to keep going in that direction. 10, 15 minutes exactly. a day. Yes. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. it. India, how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you? Most definitely. So my website, I finally like my website. It's www.resilientwings.com. Um, so that's going to be the easiest. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. So it's the LinkedIn website and then it's um, backslash India J. Clark. So those are going to be the easiest ways to get a hold of me and see all the services I provide and then all the different coaching programs I have now. Fantastic. Those notes and URLs are also in our show notes. So if you're listening to this, you can check out our show notes. India, thank you so much for being a part of the book and a part of our podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you, Camille. You are so very welcome. All right. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. For more information about the Soul Professional Movement, you can go to soulprofessional.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Natural Life Business Partnership, a global professional organization and business incubator for soul-aligned entrepreneurs. If you live in a higher vibration, have an alternative approach to business, and want to help repair the world, join us for our next meet and greet to learn out to learn about more at soulprofessional.com. You can find the next date. Thank you again, India. Thank you.